On Shabbos, we read Parshas Chayisara, also known as the Parsha of Shaduchim. So, quick riddle. How many times is Eliezer's name mentioned in Parshas Chayisara? Incredibly, the answer is zero. He is consistently referred to as Eved Avram, Avram's servant. Why is that? The Beis Alevi explains, this is to teach us that a true Shatran works for the people, devoted to the Klal, and they don't let their name get in the way. They don't let their ego impede the process. Every faithful and dedicated Shatran knows that it's not about me. Their sole mission is trying to match up the most suitable mate for the people involved. So who was the model Shatran? None other than Eliezer. As we know, Eliezer had an eligible daughter. She wasn't the Parsha, as they say. Rashi says, Eliezer actually approached Avram and he expressed to Avram that his daughter should marry Yitzchak. Avram tells him, Your family is not appropriate for me. Beni Baruch, my son stems from Baruch, bless people. My family is part of Klal Yisrael, Fa'ata Arur. You emanate from a source of Arur. Ve'in Arur, Medabik Baruch. Therefore, we aren't suitable for each other. Usually, when one party is not interested in the Shidduch, they will make up an excuse. Sorry, the boy is busy now. He's in the freezer. My son wants to live in Eitz Yisrael and learn forever. Avram didn't try to sugarcoat it. He was very direct, very blunt. The name diminished. I'm royalty and you are a slave. So that's a no from me. And despite that, Eliezer did not take it personally and went out and executed his Shatchanashaft faithfully without bias. So how was he able to put aside his personal bias and be objective and impartial? It's only because Eliezer was the consummate Shatran, a faithful and trusted servant of Avram. He took his name out of the equation. He had no self-identity. His only interest was to fulfill the mission he was tasked with. And that's why there's no mention of Eliezer in the entire Parsha. There's an interesting Gemara, Masechtis Ma'it Katan. The Gemara says, Min this proof from the Torah that Mahashem Ishala Ish, the decree that a specific woman is destined to be married to a specific man, is only because it's decreed from Hashem. How do we know this? Because the Pasik says, by the Shidduch between Yitzchak and Rivka, as they were about to seal the deal, they brought out the Lechayim, and Lovan and Basul, the father and grandfather of Rivka, said, Mahashem Yatzahadavar. This Shidduch is from Hashem. So we see Shaduchim are orchestrated directly from above. And the obvious question is, are only Shaduchim from Hashem? Everything is from Hashem. So why does the Gemara say, Mehashem ish, that only Shaduchim is from Hashem? And the Chazan Ish says something fascinating. Everything that happens in this world is from Hashem, but we don't realize it. We think it's nature. That is the way Hashem set up the universe. We go to work, we earn a livelihood. We plant and it grows. We get married and we have a family. But in truth, it's all miracles of Hashem. But it's cloaked in a veil that we mistakenly call nature. And we don't recognize Hashem's involvement. Yet, there's one specific instance when the Yad Hashem manifests itself in a very revealed and conspicuous way. And that is when it comes to the subject of marriage. And particularly when it comes to finding a Shidduch. Then, the Yad Hashem is clearly visible. When you think about how it came about that you met your spouse, everybody has a story. He just so happened to be there that Shabbos. Or the Shadcha noticed her by a wedding. It is so random that it could only be through a miraculous event. And that's why the Gemara says, Mehashem Isha Le'ish. By Shaduchan specifically, it is so clear to everybody 
that it was directly decreed and orchestrated by Hashem. The Rav of Yerushalayim, Rabbi Tzach Weisatzel, who passed away in 1989, was a world-renowned Poisik. In his Sefer Minchas Yitzchak, he discusses many contemporary technological, social, and economic issues. In a special section titled Pasuma Nissa, publicizing the miracle, Dying Weiss recorded the harrowing ordeals that he experienced during the war and his miraculous survival. He once related an unbelievably inspiring story. When he was of age, a shidduch was suggested for him. But since the girl's family lived far away, his parents sent an agent to that country to check out the girl and her family to determine whether the girl was an appropriate match for their son. The shaliach returned and he said, it's a good match. They sent a telegram to the girl's family, Mazel tov, we agreed to the shidduch. And young Yitzchak was engaged from a distance. A few days before the wedding, the Weiss family traveled to the Kala's hometown for the wedding. When the Hassan's mother saw the Kala for the first time, she was horrified. She had some physical deformity. She said, this girl is not a proper match for my son. This is a Mekartas. We were deceived. And she wanted to terminate the Shidduch. When the Hassan found out about his mother's intentions, he told her, I don't have the heart to do this to Abbas Yisrael. Can you imagine her shame and humiliation if we break off the Shidduch now, right before the wedding? I will go ahead with the wedding and somehow I'll make it work. They got married. A year later, they had a son. They named him Barish. Fifteen years passed and they didn't have any more children. World War II broke out and Rabbi Yitzchak's wife was killed in the war. After the war, he remarried twice more and didn't have any children from either wife. During his struggle with infertility, he once went to a doctor and the doctor told him, I examined your files. Medically, it's impossible for you to bear children. The child you have is only through a miracle. Dying Weiss later said, I'm certain that Hashem gave me this child as a reward for not embarrassing a Jewish girl. Incredible. How many things had to be put in place for him to be zoicha to a child? The Yad Hashem is clearly visible when it pertains to Shaduchim. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.